Hey, what's going on? Quinn David Furness here, coming to you live for a uh, May 12th, 2019, Happy Mother's Day edition of Quinn David Furness Presents the Beantown Podcast, or the People's Podcast, and it is, it is widely known across the nation, your number one source for misinformation worldwide. And we're coming to you live as we do all of our episodes. Again, it's live when I record it, not when you listen to it. But beauty really is in the eye of the beholder. Beholder is really an interesting word when you think about it because it's really, it's a word, yes, but we really only use it in the context of the phrase beauty in the eye of the beholder. It's very much like a king james middle english type of thing beheld behold i think behold i i am the lord or something that's maybe a bible verse we'd have to consult preacher quinn who only makes an appearance once or twice a year around easter and we're gonna have to wait for that to circle back around and write that down for next easter sermon but um behold I don't even know how we got here. Behold my podcast, the Beantown Podcast, uh, which is one of Baltimore City's top 500 podcasts. Although we're going to have to change that slogan pretty soon here, maybe. I don't know. I haven't really thought about this. But for those who haven't figured it out yet, we're taking Beantown Podcast on the road uh, permanently if you will. So we've toured in the past, but typically we'll come back to Beantown or Baltimore to sort of uh, home base here at 817 St. Paul Street. But I am now telling the world I'm coming out, like my favorite Aretha Franklin song, I'm coming out uh, specifically to Chicago. So we're moving Beantown podcast to Chicago permanently uh we have this week's episode happening live from uh from baltimore and then next week's episode will also be live from baltimore and then the week after that will either be our farewell episode of baltimore or we'll be coming to you live from the uh west coast haven't decided yet um but oh wait now my weeks are mixed up this week's in baltimore Next week's in Baltimore. The week after that is either Baltimore or Chicago. I haven't decided yet where I want to record. And then the week after that is either West Coast or Baltimore. Probably Baltimore because I got a June 2nd. I got a red-eye flight <clears throat> Saturday night into Sunday morning. So we'll, we'll figure it out. For you, the listener, though, you all you got to know is that, yes, even in the face of moving – and yada, 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 all that stuff. Beantown must go on. Beantown will, will continue to be produced, written, and directed weekly by, uh, by, by me, Quinn David Furness. Uh, listener discretion is advised when you're listening to the Beantown podcast. Number one, we will occasionally use some... Kid-tested, mother-not-approved language, if you will. And then number two, the podcast is just objectively terrible. And what I love about the Beantown Podcast is it's it's not really 
ever gotten better outside of like the first month or two where we were actually learning how to do a podcast and all the tech and stuff. From that point, I think we kind of hit our stride last uh, fall or so, I would say. And then 2019's been, uh, I think, just less exciting overall. It's kind of like True Detective, right? First season, you got Woody Harrelson and the other guy who does it with uh, oh, uh, Matthew McConaughey, right? True Detective. Never seen it, but I heard things. And then season two is like, okay, it's still fine. It just doesn't quite hold up to the first season. But if season three of True Detective with two-time Oscar-winning actor Mahershala Ali is any indication, 2020 is going to be a big year for the Beantown podcast. I don't know. Maybe we'll make it a little bit more political. No one asked for that. No one really ever asked for anything. Even though we have a new website, beantownpodcast.com, and, of course, an email address. It's sleek, it's shiny, it's new, it's elegant. Beantownpodcastyahoo.com. That's beantownyahoo.com. I wasn't sure, like, how I wanted to um, mess up the the spelling or the, the saying, and then I kind of started, and then I didn't really know what to do. So you got what you got what you got. Um Speaking of the website, BeantownPodcast.com, yesterday we made big updates for the first time in a couple of months. So uh, most of you probably use the Beantown Podcast to keep up with us with our podcast and our blog. But uh, one thing that we've been pushing for in 2019, and you all know this, the the fans of the podcast, hashtag friends of the podcast, also known as Beaners, you know this, um, Cuts by Q, my little side business here. Baltimore's uh, top one of Baltimore I'd say like top because there are actually a lot of like boutiques and barbershops in in Baltimore so I would put us in like top 300 range I think um, for like barbershops and boutiques maybe the the Beantown Barbershop Quartet side idea let me write that down when you get to Chicago we'll have some friends that might be interested in that but uh, we do haircuts $20 flat rate for everything including shaves and other cuts. I'll shave your chest. I'll shave your back. Shave your pubes even. I don't know. I didn't say that. I didn't know your words. But you. long story short here, I feel like we're really all over the place this morning. You can go to beantownpodcast.com, and now on our menu we have an updated item. So... It used to just be home podcast, Beantown Blog, and contact me. Now it's home podcast, Beantown Blog, then Cuts by Q, then contact me. So you can go to our Cuts by Q page, and you can see a smattering, that's right, a smattering, S-M-A-T-T-E-R-I-N-G, of all of our different cuts. And that's just that's just the tip of the iceberg. You know, They say that 97% of the world is covered in water, or could be covered by water found in icebergs. And also when you're looking at an iceberg, you're only seeing like 74% of it. So uh, you can uh, you can just check out 74% of the cuts we offer, and then the other 26% is hidden under the surface, or I think I got that mixed up, but it doesn't really matter. For the six of you who are listening, you can you can tweet at us and air your grievances. But that's what's going on. Uh, it's a rainy day on the East Coast. It started raining about oh a day ago, about 24 hours. So we were out yesterday 
a couple different festivals. Yesterday was a big fest day in Baltimore. It's a lot of like street fests, things that are not overly packed or just overwhelming in general. Um, just kind of chill hangouts, a lot of arts and crafts being sold, some food, occasionally a drink. Although neither of the fests I was at yesterday had a big like drinking culture. So first we go to Remfest, R-E-M, which I had frankly misled a little bit because I thought we were going to be showing up and it was going to be I thought I'd see you cry Losing my religion Kind of turned into Billy Joe Armstrong at the end there. Uh, I Okay, let's just put this out there. It wasn't, wasn't R.E.M. the band. So strike one. Fool me once. Show up. It's actually named after the neighborhood Remington where it's taking place, which I should have figured out long before. But um, that's the neighborhood south, directly south of the neighborhood I work in. So we go up there, and it was pretty – imagine, like, the most basic street fair with, like, one guy playing live music on stage who was – fine but it was just like this guy with an acoustic guitar like i'm sure very local and he wasn't amazing he wasn't bad but it's just like okay whatever it would be like if i got up there with a guitar and i you know had some talent like imagine imagine what it would be like if it was that so we walked around and looked at a couple of the different things and um didn't really buy anything but there wasn't much for like food or drink going on there in general there was like you know a main part where you can get some of your like classic food things but in terms of the booths it was almost all arts and crafts and there weren't like like one of the guys i was with was really looking for fudge there was no fudge so we were there for about an hour and then we drove down to the one i was more excited about well i'll say this i was originally very excited for remfest because i'm thinking losing my religion other REM songs we could have gotten to hear, but no. We go down to Jazz Fest, Fells Point, Baltimore, which I, I, I'm, not, I'm not the type of person who goes around knocking Baltimore all the time, especially not for the reasons that people who don't know Baltimore knock it for. But one thing that Baltimore does not do well, and I'm not afraid to say this, they don't do live music well. Now, I... I I'm not expecting Baltimore, and I wasn't when I got here two years ago. I wasn't expecting it to be Nashville. I wasn't expecting it to be Memphis, Chicago, New York, whatever. But, like, give, give me a little something, you know, a little taste. Um, Baltimore doesn't really do, like, concerts in the park. Um, there aren't very many, like, bars where you can just, like, consistently have access to live music. Unfortunately... Um, you know, Baltimore is so close to D.C., which is really nice in some ways, but in other ways it's really a curse because D.C. ends up getting a lot of the really good acts and tours and all that stuff, and Baltimore really doesn't get that very much. And then when people do come, tickets tend to be, like, way too expensive. Like, Tom Jones was here this past winter, and the nosebleed tickets for Tom Jones were, like, 120 bucks, and that's, like, it shouldn't be that way. Um 
out in the county in Columbia, there's a big amphitheater and they get a lot of popular acts. But it's like, can you technically get to there from Baltimore City with public transportation on a bus? Yes, but it's not easy. You know, it involves like transferring and then getting off a bus and walking 20 minutes through town. And it's just like, this isn't, you know, the whole thing's like an hour to 90 minutes one way. And it's it's hard enough getting there, like before a concert in normal time. You try to leave after at ten o'clock at night. Well, maybe there'll be that bus still running. Maybe there won't be. It's kind of like at BWI, the airport serving Baltimore and Washington. Well, it's about eight miles south of not even that, like six or seven miles south of the city of Baltimore. But if you get there outside a time when the light rail is not running and it's light rail is okay hours but not great hours there's not like a 24 7 bus that takes you from the airport to the city which is just fascinating to me to have a city of six hundred twenty thousand people and there's not always a consistent public transportation option to get to the city is just like almost mind-boggling mta maryland transit administration transportation administration i don't know i get the the tas mixed up because chicago is transit authority i believe i don't remember what maryland is and i don't know what new york is which is also mta but um a different mta (sighs) to not they have you know a lot of buses a lot of routes some more reliable than others but to not have something that takes you from your city's major airport your city's really only airport to um, the city in like off hours. I understand if it's a, you know, a bus that runs once an hour. Okay, whatever. But they're just from like, I don't know, 11 PM to like 6 AM. It just doesn't exist, which is unfortunate. I will frequently get back from Chicago on personal travel and have to take an Uber. Um, cause you know, if your flight leaves Chicago at 7 p.m., which is a reasonable time for a flight. You lose an hour in the sky. It's a 90-minute flight, so you're getting back at, what do we say, 9.30 or so. You're probably going to have to take an Uber. So that's what's going on. I don't even know how we got to that topic, but, um, oh, Jazz Fest. Jazz Fest. How did we get from Jazz Fest to transportation? I don't know. But we go to Jazz Fest. It was fun. Uh, we were there for one set. I think there were four or five different acts going throughout the day. Each one had like a 90-minute set, which is pretty pretty good, actually, for like a little local Jazz Fest. To have 90 minutes to play is, is nice. We were there for uh, – I, I had researched them before. Advertised as a 10-piece brass band. Well, we get there and it's an 11-piece brass band. It's like when you go to KFC and you order a bucket of white meat and you say – Give me 10 drumsticks, baby. And you, you're eating your drumsticks and you're not really paying attention, but you're mentally counting as you're eating, you know, on the road, texting, eating. Grease is everywhere. It's an all-American meal. You're like, well, that was my 10th drumstick. And you peer into that bucket. Imagine leaning over into the passenger seat at a red light, mind you, and you peer. Imagine yourself peering. It's a great verb. P-E-E-R. And there's an extra there's an extra drumstick, drumstick number 11. Oh, man, your day is made right there. I will say as a side note, you might look at me and think, well, this guy has KFC at least twice a week. I don't think I've ever actually gone to KFC and ordered something. I'm trying to think. Maybe once 
in high school. They used to have that. Was it called like a, a double decker sandwich or something? You you guys know what I'm talking about. It's the instead of it's like a sandwich, but instead of bread, it's two like chicken breasts, and then in between, I think is like cheese and bacon and something. That's got a name. It's like the club combo or something or. I don't know. What is that called? It's not a double decker because there's nothing that's like it's like the the smash, the chicken smash or something. Hang on, we're going to Google. KFC chicken instead of bread. This reminds me of the episode we uh, had with brother Walter Furness about a month ago. We wrote a cover letter for a Northwestern assistant men's basketball position. Uh, Haven't heard back yet, but fingers crossed. The double down. I was close with double decker. I knew it was alliterative. You go to Vegas, double down means something slightly different. The double down contains bacon, cheese, and sauce between two pieces of chicken filet. Let's look at these... Did you know you Google food on uh, Wikipedia and now it's giving you the nutrition facts? I just noticed that this morning. I was looking at, um, what was it? It was like Minnesota long grain wild rice or something, which I cooked. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, okay. The double, but, but Wikipedia will now tell you nutrition facts, which is very exciting. Nutritional value per 248 grams. A gram is really an interesting unit. Of measurement, I feel like maybe this goes for the whole world, but certainly us Americans, we really have no concept of what a gram is, right? An ounce, we're like, okay, get that a little bit, understand pounds, understand feet, yards, meters, we do our best, inches, we got on lockdown, centimeters. Okay, millimeters, really tough, but a gram? Oh, man, I don't know what a gram is. It's kind of in the same category as a watt for me. You might have just said, what is he talking about? A watt, W-A-T-T, like J-J or T-J or a unit of power, watt. Unit of power would have been a good nickname for my penis back in high school. Um, but the double down has 18 grams of carbohydrates. I don't think that that's that bad, probably because there's no bread. So I'm actually surprised to see that high, probably because the chicken is breaded. One gram of sugar, one gram of dietary fiber. Again, all these references to grams, not really sure what these mean, but 37 grams, again, of saturated fat. That sounds like a lot. For the, for those uh, friends of the podcast out there or beaners out there who are listening, who are nutritionists, you can... You can let us know in a comment what a a gram really means. But 11 grams of saturated fat. Oh, this is interesting. Let's talk about this. So I mentioned 37 grams of saturated fat. Again, we're talking about the double double down from KFC. And we got here because I said I don't think I've ever gone to KFC. But I'm trying to think maybe one time in high school I went to KFC to get a double down just to see what it was like. So there's 37 grams of saturated fat. Then the breakdown is 11 grams of set 30. Okay, we're going to try this one more time. 37 grams of fat. That's that. And then below that, and we're off of, off of Wikipedia here, 11 grams of saturated fat, 1 gram of trans fat. So that adds up to 12 grams underneath the 37 grams of fat. So what's, what's going on with the other 25 grams? Is there, 
Are there three types of fat, saturated, trans, and regular fat? I don't know. I feel like I know less about fat than I do about grams, which is ironic when you look at me. But 52 grams of protein, that's actually that's real good. It's because of all that chicken and bacon. Minerals, sodium. Oh, this is good. <laughs> Eight. 1,880 milligrams or 1.8 milligrams or 1.8 grams of sodium, which is equal to 125% your daily value. So if you go to, to KFC and you grab two double downs and wash it down with a Diet Coke, you're already looking at 250% of your daily sodium intake. 150 milligrams of cholesterol. That's one of those things that just sounds like a lot, but cholesterol really is, you know, kind of like uh, uh, midi-chlorians in Star Wars. No one really actually understands them. Let's see. Okay, so that's that's the double down. But um, where, how we got from 10 to 11, we were talking about having an extra one that you weren't expecting. I don't remember what the original reference was, but... We can go back and listen to it on the tape. Uh, I was able to cook Friday night for the first time. I hadn't cooked in so long because I'd been on the road. Um, and it was I, it was the type of thing. So I hadn't gone to the grocery store, and I still haven't. I, mm, the grocery store is open for another four hours. It's raining right now. It's not going to stop raining. But it's like if I want to eat this week, then I really should go to the grocery store. It's a classic conundrum. But, um, so I, I pull out, you know, go raid the fridge. I'm getting very belchy here on Friday night, just looking for anything that was like cookable. So actually nothing came from the fridge in the freezer. I had, um, some frozen broccoli, always talk about kid tested mother approved. And then I also had one package of chicken tenderloins. Right, I think I bought them because they're on sale. Normally, I'm a chicken breast type of guy, but these were chicken tenderloins. And then I had some Minnesota long grain wild rice, which if you don't know, it's the black wild rice. Once you go black, you never go back. It's true for rice. It's true for men. But that stuff is good, man. You make wild rice. It cooks for about an hour. You throw some salt in there. A little pepper, maybe a little bit of butter. If you can cook it in like chicken uh, stock or vegetable broth, you can do that. That's really good. I didn't have any of that stuff, but it adds to the richness, the boldness of the rice. But I was trying to figure out what to do because, you know, you can just have rice, chicken, and broccoli. But I'm thinking, let me spice up this chicken and broccoli a little bit with a little bit of sauce. So I'm rummaging. Again, the word is rummage, R-U-M-M-A-G-E. I'm rummaging through my pantry, my uh, extensive pantry, which is mostly dried goods, looking for some sort of sauce that I can scare up. Again, the word is scare, S-C-A-R-E. And I'm like, I got a little bit of honey here. I got a full spice cabinet, basil, thyme, parsley, sage, rosemary, onion powder, garlic powder, red hot chili peppers, you open it up and give it away, give it away, give it away now. What you got, you got to give it to your mama. Still from my old grocery store in Rogers Park where I'm moving back to. So I, my red chili pepper flakes have made it, have survived two years in Beantown. Um, if you're wondering, yeah, it's a 
pretty big container, which is why it survived. Because I use my think about how often I make chili. Anyone who knows me knows that I love making my chili in the winter, and I season the crap out of that stuff with you know paprika, cayenne, chili flakes, all that good stuff. Um, so I'm looking for some sauce to make, and. I'm thinking, okay, I got one stick of butter that's made it through the fridge and um, hopefully still good. I, I think like butter lasts a long time. It had probably been in there for like three weeks. So I got some butter. I got some honey. My signature item, I always have some on hand. I have some brown spicy mustard. Well, I'm thinking, you know, honey mustard is like a classic thing. I don't know how else it's going to work with the brown spicy, but let's try it out. So I made a nice concoction of brown spicy mustard and honey and about a what two tablespoons of butter and I threw some salt in there and oh I I put some uh some garlic powder in there as well and you know I stir it vigorously websites and cooking shows will frequently direct you to stir something vigorously or to be stirred with a great deal of vigor Again, the word is vigor, V-I-G-O-R. And uh, you make it with the, or I stirred it in with the chicken and the broccoli. And then what I ended up doing is just taking a bowl out, <clears throat> putting a nice base of Minnesota long grain black wild rice in there, and then pouring the chicken, broccoli, and honey mustard with butter solution into uh, or on top of the rice and it made two servings i had it for or I, more than two servings but like two quin sized servings so like three double downs at kfc and i had that for dinner on friday night and i had it again for dinner last night and it was pretty good you know change okay so how can we improve in the future first time cooking in like two weeks two plus weeks uh if you can cook that wild rice in some sort of flavored broth Without the sodium getting out of hand, that's good stuff. You really want to do that. It just adds a little bit more flavor to the rice. You don't have to do as much work on the back end to try to bring out the flavor. The The rice by itself is actually very good. You're just – it tastes like rice, and it's not going to taste like anything else. But in terms of, like, the texture, that Minnesota long grain wild rice is good stuff, man. When you cook it perfectly with just the right amount of water, throw some salt in there – and you get kind of a nice combination of rice that hasn't really popped out of its black sheath yet or coating. And then you get a nice uh, kind of half that half rice that has kind of emerged from its uh, from its black encasing, if you will. And it, it makes for a nice, beautiful, rich texture. Yeah, the chicken on there, which I was a little concerned about because I'd had the the frozen chicken, the that tenderloins. I had bought it on sale back in like March or something, so this stuff was <clears throat> a couple months old. But that's the beauty of freezing. And then the broccoli, also, you know, nothing fresh about it. It'd probably been in my freezer for like a month, but um, it it worked out okay. Saute the chicken, bring it out of the pan, saute the broccoli, add the chicken, make the sauce, add the sauce in there, and then ladle it. Ladle. Another good verb, ladle it over the rice. So it worked out pretty well. Call me Chef Quinn. Uh, we mentioned this before, but but shout out and thank you to Uncle Tunde and Auntie Anna of Hocassin, Delaware, 
for gifting me about this time last year with a University of Delaware chemical engineering class of 2018. They grow up so fast. Um, it's a mug. And I don't know how many ounces, going back to this topic of units of measurement, I don't know exactly how many ounces it is. But judging by what I know of ounces, I would guess this thing can probably hold about, oh, I don't know, between 25 and 30 ounces. Um, but it's a nice glass mug. I was at my, uh, about this time last year, I was in Delaware, <clears throat> at the University of Delaware, my uncle used to work, and uh, he had just a bunch of these for his graduating class of 2018, chemical engineering, and so he was nice enough to gift me with one. But it's good stuff. Uh, one other quick thing that I want to mention, then we're going to get to some ads, then we're going to talk about the the holiday today um thinking of a way to energize the fans the listener base get us get us excited get us excitable um turn on the fans and i'm thinking you know we've done some hats we've done some t-shirts in the past it's good stuff but if you're if you're wondering every time i do that i lose money and not extravagant amounts of money but a little bit uh, because I don't want to charge the fans the flat price that it takes for me to manufacture that, even though that's like how economics works. Uh, because the prices, you know, when when you have such a a small and intimate listener base like ours, um, although we've grown this time last year, we're probably getting like eighty listens uh, an episode. Now we're up to like. Uh, 400 range usually, which is pretty good, but um, still looking for ways to increase our fan interaction, really build that hashtag friends of the podcast brand, if you will. So I'm thinking of, you know, th- trying to think of easy ways to kind of reward our fans. And I thinking, okay, Bean Town, Beaners, how can we do this? So I'm thinking, well, there's gotta be some sort of like We Heart Bean Town or I Love Bean Town button or something. And I actually I'm kind of thinking out loud right now because I thought of this in my head, but I actually haven't Googled it. I'm right now I'm Googling some sort of like I Love Bean Town button. There's gotta be there's got to be something out there. I'll I'll keep looking, and I'll let you know what I find. But um, you know, you're gonna you're gonna find a lot of stuff that says "Love Boston," but I want one that says like "I love Beantown," the classic "I heart New York." There's got to be one that says like "I love Beantown." Here's one <clears throat> for a dollar ninety five a button, which is. More than I'd like to pay, but it just says heart bean town. That's good. I think we can do better. Beantownmama.wordpress.com. Well, it's a blog. First article. Ladies, watch out. There's a naked child in the bathtub. Well, this kid's like two years old. He's wearing a tux. The next article is titled Cows Are Scary. Well, if you're curious, it's beantownmama.wordpress.com. It has nothing to do with what we were just talking about. But, whew. Oh, there's a beantownbuttons.com. 
I don't think the buns have anything to do with Beantown, but must be based out of Baltimore, I guess. Middleton, Massachusetts. Ah, wicked spot. Okay. We'll we'll keep looking for Beantown buttons, but just for the, the four of you out there listening, keep your, your ears out for some promotions and stuff moving forward because um, we're always looking for ways to energize our fan base. Uh, I do want to quickly mention, I, I mentioned this, I don't know, maybe last week, I don't remember, but TV Guide uh, become a staple of the, you know what, we're going to get to this in our ads, so... If you want to know what I'm about to say about TV Guide, you got to listen to Home Pride Oregon first. Let's do it. Are you tired of selling your house for less than a quarter of what it's worth, all because you couldn't find a reliable home inspector in time? Well, Oregon listeners, there's good news. Home Pride Inspection Services in Bend, Oregon, is Central Oregon's hottest new home inspection provider with inspection services including things like heating and cooling, roofing, plumbing, and so much more. Home Pride Oregon is both contractor certified and home inspection certified, so you know you're getting the good stuff. If you're tired of big real estate stranglehold on the home inspection market and you want a safe, certified home inspector that you can trust, call Steve at 541-207-1101 or visit homeprideoregon.com. That's 541-207-1101 or visit homeprideoregon.com. Home Pride Oregon and Perfection. I want to give a shout out to the Samson Q2U series. We were doing podcast via Audacity the last two weeks, and two weeks ago from Chicago, we had no issues. Last week, we were having some technical issues, and the more I listened to last week's episode from Las Vegas, the more I'm convinced. And if you just go right now and compare the two um, this week to last week, because this week sounds great in our testing, um, I'm convinced that the Samson Q2U series wasn't even what was picking up my audio last week. I think it was just the computer microphone. I don't know what the problem was. We played around with it for a long time, like literally sitting there for like 20 minutes doing audio tests and getting really frustrated um, from our hotel room in Vegas. But... We're back. Samson Q2U series. It's never sounded better. Uh, a shout out to the TV guide, although some problems on the horizon here, right? So first things first, haven't gotten a, a new TV guide in over a month at this point. Um, you remember our episode, the aforementioned uh, Northwestern men's assistant basketball coach cover letter episode with Brother Walter Furness. We were talking about the TV guide we had just received that had Peter Dinklage from Game of Thrones on the cover. And, you know, this is around the time right when Game of Thrones last season had just started, which is already, there's only two episodes left. So we haven't gotten another TV guide. And now that we're moving, I'm like, yeah, you can do the USPS forwarding, but is it going to be reliable? Am I going to get my TV guide? Am I going to know what's on TV? I haven't known what's been on TV for like the last two weeks. It's very troubling. And one thing I would never want to miss, because I honestly have been looking forward to this for five months now. Dan Connor, John Goodman, when the Connors returns to ABC at 8, 7 Central on Tuesday nights, how am I going to see John Goodman on the cover, red flannel, giving you that signature John Goodman smile that says, he's back? You know, what if I miss it? I'll feel like 2019 is a complete waste if I 
if I don't get my TV guide with Steve Goodman on the Steve Goodman, John Goodman on the cover. I've made that mistake before. Steve Goodman uh, wrote Go, Go Cubs Go. Rest in peace. He died, what, like 20 years ago? Something like that. Okay. Uh, last ad here. Cuts by Q. Bob and Weave. We all know the hairstyle. We all love it. But how many Midtown, Baltimore-based independent barbers can actually give it to you the way you deserve? I'm going to have to change this ad in a couple of weeks here. Enter Cuts by Q. It's like Enter Sandman, but different. Cuts by Q has been independently owned and operated since 1995 and is probably one of the better barbershop operations serving Baltimore City, Baltimore County, and Cook County, Illinois. From beehives to bangs, faux hawks to flat tops, and everything in between, call Cuts by Q at 815-298-7200 or email cutsbyq at yahoo.com. That's Cuts, Q-U-T-Z, by Q at yahoo.com. Oh, when you need a fresh do, something snappy and new, just call the experts at Cuts by Q. Cuts by Q. I think we could do a barbershop quartet arrangement of the Cuts by Q theme song, and it would be perfect because you're a barbershop quartet singing about barbershops. Cuts by Q is a barbershop by barbers for barbers. And that's the name of the game for our barbershop boutique combo special. It's really, it's, Cuts by Q is really the double down of Baltimore-based independent barbershops. It, with with fewer grams of everything, really, a couple more a couple more grams of bullshit, but otherwise fewer grams of you know. There's no saturated fat. There's no trans fat. If we had any fat, it would all add up, and there wouldn't be 25 grams of mystery fat. Maybe that's the third kind. Maybe it's trans fat, saturated fat, and mystery fat. Sometimes I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, where'd all this mystery fat come in or come from? And then I remember literally what I have for dinner like every night of the week. So it starts to it you can kind of piece it together. Me trying to figure out how I got so fat in life is like Guy Pierce and Memento going back, but with fewer uh tattoos, because I have zero tattoos and really it's not much of a mystery. It doesn't take two hours to, to solve. So, Memento, it's a great film, but, man, you really got to be locked in to, like, watch it and try to understand it. It's kind of the same with, um, I, I, I hadn't, and this is kind of a shameful admission, but I hadn't seen Mulholland Drive ever um, until, like, I don't know, I watched it, like, two months ago. And that's another film where it's, like, oh, it's so good, and it's the type of thing where after you experience, and you, after you experience it and you reflect on it, you're, like, Damn, that's a really good movie. But while you're in the thick of it and when you're seeing it for the first time without a lot of context, you're just like really working hard to try to keep up, understand what's going on, piece things together. So, yeah, Memento, Mulholland Drive, great thrillers, but they're not films that will like tell you what's going on. You kind of have to figure it out for yourself, which is what makes like movie reviews of those complex films uh very impressive especially when they're able to like give in-depth interpretations right after seeing films i love movies 
we that's been widely discussed on the podcast, but I'm not great at like understanding deeply philosophical films or complicated films or films that aren't straightforward. I admittedly have to use a lot of guidance from other people's opinions on the internet to frame my own or else I'll just be lost. Um, I can do a good job with basic, basic, you know, thriller movies or complex movies, but for things like Mulholland Drive and what were we talking about? Mulholland Drive and, oh, uh, uh, Christopher Nolan, Memento. Those ones are tougher to figure out. So if you've never seen either, then go watch them first chance you get, but also be warned that they're not, um, it's not one of, they're not those movies that you throw on in the background and it's just kind of there. They're movies you have to watch if you want to appreciate or else you'll have it on, it'll be two hours later and you'll just be like, oh, that was fine. And you won't actually understand that these are two of the greatest thrillers of all time, two of the greatest movies of all time. So I don't know how we got to Memento. Oh, Fat, Fats, Fats Domino, and uh, Cuts by Q from the ads. So that's the end of our ads. Thank you to our, our sponsors. I haven't mentioned this in a long time, but Jack Links, hey, if you're out there, we would love to be in business with you. I've tweeted at you before. I've emailed you. I've harassed you. Um... We even had a Jack Link's employee on about this time last year. Again, for those of you who who didn't listen to our Uncle Andy interview, if we ever get a billion uh, followers, subscribers, listens, any of that stuff, then uh, he's made a promise that we're getting uh, we're getting in on a Jack Link's contract. So that's what we're working towards. You know, at this level of growth rate, I think we can get there. In a couple of generations, Beantown Podcast is going to be like one of those things maybe that's handed down from generation to generation. You know, some families have mom's lasagna recipe. Other generations have athletic talent, right? Like Ken Griffey Jr., Ken Griffey uh, Sr., or Vladimir Guerrero, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., but... Maybe maybe the Quinn David Furnace line is going to be handing down the Beantown podcast. I don't know. I'm going to have to procreate pretty soon here. We uh, we did a Facebook poll, I don't know, two or three months ago, asking the internet, should I get a kid in 2019? And the results said yes, right? It was like 52 to 48% yes. It was overwhelmingly unanimous. So that's... Uh, I. It's on the back burner, frankly, right now, but it's you know it's something I think about every day. With this move that's coming up, it's it's tough to move and get a kid at the same time. But I just in case you're in case there are people out there who are like, is Quinn a man of his word? Is Quinn actually going for a kid in 2019? No, well, the answer is I'm look I'm looking at options. I'm exploring my options. I'll give you a very political answer. Um, if I ever become president, maybe I'll become the first podcast president. I think that could be cool, right? Live stream from the White House. Things to consider. Things to consider. Giving us a lot to think about here uh, on the Beantown Podcast. For Mother's Day, Sunday, May 12th, it is Mother's Day. And on minute 44 of our podcast, we would love to get into a little thanks 
A little tribute to all the moms out there. So, to my own mom, it was a rocky start, a rocky relationship. Uh, at the start of the Bean Town podcast, I wasn't talking about life in general, although I imagine birth is one of those harrowing events, even if it's you know your third time. I imagine it's still a rocky start. But um, if you if you followed us from the beginning, you followed the mom subscribing, unsubscribing, resubscribing, re-unsubscribing, and then finally re-resubscribing uh, saga, S-A-G-A, a saga. And uh, mom's been uh, listening, you know, every other week or so ever since. But thank you to mom for subscribing. Thank you to all the moms out there. I tend to have a little comedic uh, twist to my Mother's Day celebrations every year, a celebration of moms. Uh, last year, I think I posted on my mom's Facebook wall or something. I said, happy birthday, mom. It caused a little bit of uh, confusion on the internet. People were like, wait, it's Jane's birthday. We had no idea. We feel bad. We didn't call her. We didn't wish her a happy birthday. Turns out it was I was confused. It was Mother's Day, not her birthday. It's it's tough though because Mother's Day isn't one of those days like Chris you know, Christmas is always December twenty fifth. Or um July fourth. Tends to be July fourth. Mother's Day will shift around. So sometimes it's closer to her birthday, sometimes it's not. It's tough to know. But This year, we decided to go with the Doris Roberts angle. So Doris Roberts, rest in peace, widely known for her portrayal as uh, Marie Barone on Everybody Loves Raymond, Ray and Robert's mother, Ray Romano and Brad Garrett, respectively. So I send send Ma flowers every year for Mother's Day. It's It's a tradition like none other. The Masters on CBS. But send mom a note, and the note says, Dear mom, you're no uh, Doris Roberts, but we still love you lots anyways. It got like four likes on uh, on Facebook and uh, some more retweets and, and uh, Snapchat uh, chatter and Instagram uh, re-ups and stuff. But, yeah, it did pretty well. Probably not as uh, I think last year's happy birthday wishes was more in line with like the Bean Town spirit of spreading misinformation. This year was just flat out funny. But sometimes you're sometimes you get a little bit of both on the Bean Town podcast. Sometimes you're wondering why we call Baltimore Bean Town, then other times you're just crying tears of uh, a joy, tears of laughter. Sometimes they're just tears, but. <clears throat> Happy Mother's Day to Mom. Uh, one of my one of my not favorite songs, but a song I've had stuck in my head. I, so Mom's a big Brian Adams fan, and I, I don't think she actually is, but most moms would be a fan of Brian Adams. I think if you pulled them, and a lot of people know Brian Adams for Summer of '69, but another classic Brian Adams song is uh, "Everything I Do." Do it all for you. I'm trying to think how this song actually goes because I kind of butchered it right there. Uh, 
You can tell me it's not worth trying for. This one's for you, mom. I can't help it. It's nothing I want more. Yeah, I'd fight for you. Oh, I'd lie for you. As I go, walk the wire for you. Yeah, I'd die for you. Everything I do, Ooh, a little key change there, or you know it's true. I think that's how it goes. Everything I do, do it for you. So, Ma, I couldn't afford to get Brian Adams on the podcast. I think he's in residency at the Polar Bear Inn or something in Calgary because Brian Adams is uh, a Canadian, right? Right. Let's get our research team on this. Brian Adams, 1959. So he was 10 years old in the summer of 69. I don't know if you should really take his lyrics at face value because I don't know what 10-year-olds were hanging out by the lake after school getting it on. Maybe, I don't know, maybe the baby boomers did things a little bit differently. But when I was 10 years old, I was like playing Pokemon in my basement. Um Brian Adams, Canadian singer, songwriter, yada, yada, yada. But where was he born? Kingston, Ontario. Where is that? Eastern Ontario. Oh, it's on the northeast edge of Lake Ontario. There's a lot of Ontario going on here. The beginning of the St. Lawrence River and at the mouth of the Cataraki River. Sounds like cataracts. Things you get in your eyes. Oh, Generally pronounced Kataraki, Kataraque. Wow, C A T A R A Q U I. Generally pronounced Kataraque, Kataraque. That's crazy, dude. French is a crazy language, and then you get into Eastern Canada, and you got some French stuff, you got some Native American stuff, you got some. I don't know if you really call it Canadian stuff because I don't know if you really consider Canadian to be a sort of national culture. It is now, but, you know, back in the 18th century. French-Indian War, classic war, one of my favorite wars. Um, but, yeah, Mother's Day, happy Mother's Day to you, Mom. Uh, my favorite my favorite uh, Mother's Day moment or memory, this is a classic one. Um, I was probably a sophomore in college, and went to Wrigley Field for Mother's Day, Cubs vs. Nationals. And this was, so Bryce Harper, this was what, like the 2015 season or something. Bryce Harper was just off to a blazing start for the Nats. No one could shut him down. And so we get to the Cubs, and this is a it's like Sunday game, of course, Sunday afternoon at Wrigley. Beautiful day. They had done a really good job, I think, so far in the series of keeping him down, but they'd kind of been pitching away to him. Maybe he had a couple of hits in the first two games. I don't really recall, but he hadn't done any significant damage. So you get to uh, to game three of the series. Cubs are looking for a sweep. Get your brooms out. A sweep of the Nats. And I don't know if this has ever happened in sports before or in baseball before. I don't know if it's happened again, but they walked Bryce Harper – I believe six times and then he reached another time on like an infield single or something. It was crazy. Or maybe he struck out. I don't remember, but 
um, they the game went into the uh, 13th inning, and it was like 3-3, I think. They had given the Nats so many opportunities to score because every time they would walk Bryce Harper, um, Ryan Zimmerman, Nationals legend, would come up. And he was just, I mean, this is already, you know, tail end of Zimmerman's career. I think he's retired now. But um, Zim was Zim was on the Nationals from day one. He was around for a long time. But he was having a really tough go of it that weekend and that season in general. So they kept putting Bryce on. Oftentimes with, like, runners at first and second, they would put him on then to load the bases just to get to Zimmerman. And Zimmerman kept... Sucking it up, strikeouts, pop-outs, double plays, yada, yada, yada. So a young Javi Baez, still extremely unproven. And now Javi Baez has now reached the, like, star level where everyone appreciates him, even though he'll occasionally, like, make a dumb mistake. But overall, he's now, you know, like, cemented his place as one of the best players in the game. Back in 2015, Javi Baez is this, like, young hotshot guy from the minors who, like, can make incredible plays, but then also makes, like, really stupid plays and has no play discipline. Well, Javi Baez comes up in the bottom of the 13th and crack with his pink bat, launches one into the left field bleachers. You can go watch it on YouTube. One of my favorite moments from Wrigley Field, bottom of the 13th. It was a hell of a game, probably five hours long or so with all the Bryce Harper walks. Um, and they still, the Cubs should have lost so many times, but they managed to wiggle their way out of tough situations. And then Javi Baez with a walk-off shot in the bottom of the 13th. I think it was, was it a three-run homer or was it a solo homer? It was, I think it was a three-run homer, though. I'll have to go watch it after this. Um, but so, you know, it was Mother's Day. It was beautiful weather. The pink bats, Javi Baez, walk-off, Cubs win. What better way to celebrate Mother's Day? My mom was nowhere, uh, had nothing to do with that story. I think she was at home in, in Rockford but um, or in Oregon. I don't recall where, but uh, but it was a great Mother's Day. I had a really good time. So happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Hope you're doing well. I always tell my mom, you know, uh, <clears throat> you carried me for nine months. Now let me carry you. And really the last 24 years, it's been kind of that that balance. So you might say, hey, Quinn, nine months versus 24 years is not really balanced. Well, I say, hey, you try having a person inside of you and then ejecting them through your private parts. And then we can talk about comparing nine months to 24 years. So Ma, I'm not one of those haters out there who says nine months is nothing compared to 24 years. I'm happy to do it. You know, here's to another 24 years, and that'll be 48, which is Jimmy's number, which is a good luck number. So that's all all I got for you. Uh, another long podcast in the books here. This I, I was I'm going to tell you right now though. I'm just reflecting. It's always good to reflect. Reflecting on the last 55 minutes, and this was a podcast where we didn't really say much, but I I felt like I was able to kind of carry it. Oftentimes we have these podcasts where. Um, they're, you know, we always say they're objectively table or terrible. And then I actually feel like I go out there with a vendetta to actually prove just how serious I am. When I say that today was light, it was fun. We talked about double downs. We didn't talk about Churchill downs, but we'll get to that in a little bit. A couple more episodes come up here. Preakness next week, by the way. Um, I'm not going to go cause it's expensive, but it is like three miles from my apartment. If anyone's curious, uh, Pimlico. Mother's Day, we sang a little Brian Adams. We uh, 
we we got we had a lot of good words today. I'll also mention mom, one of my favorite palindromes. Love a good palindrome. And uh yeah. I think that that's about all we got. So thanks to everyone for tuning in. Uh thanks to our sponsors, Home Pride Oregon, Cuts by Q, TV Guide, uh and Samson Q2U series. It's last two are unofficial sponsors. But um yeah. Thanks for uh, thanks for following us. Don't forget to check out the Beantown blog. Don't forget that we have added to BeantownPodcast.com. We now have a section just for Cuts by Q. So you can, um, again, look at some of the different cuts. If you think I'm like, apologies for language. If you think I'm completely bullshitting you on Cuts by Q, I'm not. Uh, I do cut my own hair. So take that for what you will. But I'll also occasionally cut some other people's hair. It's not frequent because I don't get asked very often, but it's a $20 flat rate, right? You're not going to beat that. I'm not going to butcher your hair unless you ask me for the, uh, the blondie cut or something. So Jane Lynch, maybe, um, <clears throat> yeah. Don't forget to uh, follow us on Twitter. We are at Twitter at Beantown cast. You can like us on Facebook. Um, thanks to some of our, uh, partners, local glow podcast, Tariq Shahada, go listen to them. Those guys are really good. They put in, uh, they do about a tenth of the episodes that we do, but it's about a hundred times the the quality. So there's kind of a trade off there. Also, I want to mention uh, Jack Campbell, a local musician originally from Duluth, then in Chicago, and now I believe operates out of Boulder. But went to school with Jack. He released a new EP recently, Lucky Break. You go find it on YouTube. But shell out the four bucks on Bandcamp. It's one dollar a song. You can afford it. Um, Jack is is great. You're going to like his music if you haven't listened to it yet. You can find his uh, absentee on uh, YouTube has his music video for that as well over, you know, a couple hundred thousand views. So Jack's putting in good work. Don't forget to email us any comments, concerns, grievances, beantownpodcast.yahoo.com. That's beantown, B-E-A-N-T, podcast at yahoo.com. And, uh, yeah, I think we're good. Next week, we'll be right here, one of our last episodes from uh, Beantown. But um, the question was was raised to me, and this is the last thing I'll say. I was in Chicago two weeks ago having uh, uh, breakfast with a friend of the podcast. And my friend asked me, okay, so you're moving from Baltimore back to Chicago. Are you still going to be able to call it the Beantown Podcast? And I said, what do you mean? You know, Why would I call it? I mean, what's the point of me calling it the Beantown Podcast when I live in Baltimore? She says, well, isn't... Uh, Baltimore's Beantown, right? That right there, if anyone asks why do you call it the Beantown Podcast, it's that conversation exactly why I call it the Beantown Podcast. There is no better way for me to relate to you or convey to you why I named it the Beantown Podcast, right? One of our unofficial slogans, spreading misinformation, uh, your number one source for misinformation on the internet. So, that's why I do everything I do, I do it all for you. And that's for the moms out there, and that's for the hashtag friends of the podcast out there. For all of us at Beantown Podcast, BeantownPodcast.com, thanks for listening. Have a great Mother's Day. We'll see you next week.